Go for it. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast? Yeah. Say hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> That's so cute. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the channel and the podcast, Les Alex Podcast, if you're listening, or just my YouTube channel. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out and rocking with me today. Today is going to be a bit of a different kind of episode. We are going to be talking pretty much solely about soccer and soccer cards, football, football, whatever you want to call it. Today, I'm joined by two amazing soccer card uh, content creators and collectors, investors, whatever you want to, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. But today, I am joined by Brandon Chung and Flipping Steve. What's hey, up? Oh, yes. <laughs> so I'm really excited for this episode. You know, uh, the soccer card market is going nutty. Um, it already has started to. It, I I think that we are all in agreement that it will continue to rise. Um, but if you guys enjoy it, make sure to smash that like button if you're watching here on YouTube. And if you're listening on the podcast, make sure to give it a five-star review. Much appreciated. Thank you all for hanging out. What's up, Card Collector and Joel? How are we all doing? Um, but yeah, Brandon, you have a if you want to say where your you know where your YouTube is, what your YouTube's all about. And then, oh, I gotta fuck myself in the beginning now. All right, all right. Uh, YouTube, Brandon Chung, uh, B R A N D O N space C H U N G. Uh, I got a TikTok and Instagram. All lowercase at the Brandon Chung. Uh, I do a lot of soccer card stuff and all of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Steve? Yeah, just, just flipping Steve, as you see on the screen. That's it, <laughs> plain and simple. I have an Instagram. I don't really mess with it that much, just kind of to exchange contacts every now and then. Um, and, yeah, I just talk about a little bit of everything, mail days, showing you guys more of what I'm doing rather than telling or <laughs> advising people on what to do, just basically showing you what I'm doing. And if you like it, you do. And if not, that's fine because, you know, everybody has their own opinions. That's pretty much what I do. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I'm excited. You guys both very much know <laughs> soccer and soccer cards much better than I do. Um, I've, you know, I'm very transparent with my knowledge and everything, but uh, I'm excited to have you guys on and talk today, guys, uh, for the viewers, for the live viewers, uh, going to be a little bit different. Normally we're as asking and answering questions uh, from the viewers and everything. We're going to hold that off. Till the end, if you guys have a relevant question of something we're talking about, though, feel free to fire it off and we'll definitely be able to uh, get to it again if it is relevant to the topic that we're talking about. Um, but I guess let's just dive right in. Don't want to waste any more time. Yeah. Um, so how do soccer cards kind of differ from other sports such as basketball and baseball? I guess uh, whoever wants yeah. to answer that first can kind of dig right in. All right, hey, I'll go first. I'll go first. I know. <laughs> but uh, soccer cards, basketball cards, it doesn't matter. Everything's going up in sports card world. But recently, I've seen a, a lot of the World Cup prisms and things like this go down in price. But so the main variation, like a lot of differences, is rookie card for soccer card versus basketball card. Mm -hmm. Because there is not, you know, they only really introduced rookie logos since, well, maybe 2016 or something like that. You guys can fact check me, but yeah, yeah. oh, they will. <laughs> you know, because the 2016 Topps Premier League Gold had like a Rashford rookie logo on it, and then uh, especially with the rated rookies, that's the first time we've really seen 
the soccer cards have a lot of rookie cards because not even World Cup Prism or Euro Prism have any rookie logos. And plus, the English Premier League Prism, they have a lot of rookie logos, but a lot of those players are not rookies. Yeah. So you got you got to be very careful about the rookie card differences. That, that's True. what one of the main differences I would say. Yeah, Steve, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I also feel like in soccer cards, um, uh, you're always going to have the hardcore soccer people who are going to preach the stickers. Yeah, and you're going to have the cards. I, I find that uh, people don't necessarily gravitate towards a rookie card so much in soccer as much as they do in other sports. Rookie cards wow. are still in demand. Um, but anything that's like parallels or first prisms, even, yeah. you know, first kits, those tend to be just as popular, if not even more popular than what would be considered to be a rookie card. I don't know if that's based around the confusion of what actually is the rookie card. So people just kind of go for what looks really cool yeah. and, and, and you know, a World Cup card as opposed to just a, a standard yeah. card or, you know, a prism over a, um, an optic or a prism over a tops. Yeah. Um, well, you know, because Prism has been king in every sport, so yeah. of course it's going to carry yeah. over into soccer because yeah. people are going to go with what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it's not so much people targeting rookie cards as they are just rare and neat-looking cards of their favorite players on their favorite okay. teams. Um, you know, it, it, it's like that in other sports as well, you know. The first jerseys have gotten popular in basketball. Yeah, oh my God. The LeBron um, prism with the Lakers. Yeah, prisms, yeah. things like that. But I feel like those are even stronger in soccer than they are in the other sports just because yeah. the, the rookie cards are kind of hard to figure out what is the rookie card and yeah, you know, yeah. what am I going to buy, you know? Definitely, yeah, definitely. Okay. And I mean, how long – Panini's had the rights, I guess, what, for – since 2014, I guess, to, to make – to make them and the one of the huge things too is like graded right because not many cards not many soccer cards are really graded um so there's a huge huge uh price bump on like psa 10 2014 messy right Mm -hmm. that card's gonna be insanely priced compared to its non-graded raw um counterpart basically yeah, and real quick to touch on that, um, yeah, go for it. I just sent in a, a huge submission of soccer cards to PSA a couple days ago, and PSA has a registry. Normally, if you type in a card that they've graded once, it, it'll pop up for you. You know, you don't have to complete the listing. And as I was putting in a lot of these soccer cards, they weren't popping up. So, yeah. uh, especially players, you know, like Harry Kane and um, even some Kevin De Bruyne, Robert Lewandowski, I mean – Guys like that, yeah. they just they haven't had a lot of submissions to PSA, so they're not yeah. constantly popping up in their um, database. So, yeah. you know, those cards, getting those cards on the market right now, that that's why I'm rushing my soccer order through. But there's just not a lot <laughs> yeah. of graded yeah. soccer out there. And you'll find that even PSA 8s in soccer draw really good premiums. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. In addition, like from my personal experience, I did an SUC submission like a month ago. So it had like a Leroy Sané and all these players, and I couldn't look it up in a registry either. So, right. Interesting. You know what I, mean? I also yeah. think a lot of it has to do with um, you have some, you know, you have a lot of overseas fans and a lot of overseas buyers, and I think it's really difficult for someone living in Europe, for instance, to send cards to PSA because it's going to cost yeah. them a lot of money in shipping and exactly. stuff. Exactly. 
if somebody wants to ship 30 cards to PSA, it's going to cost them a lot of money to ship from, you know, England to California. Um, yeah. So they're looking to buy these uh, graded cards already graded. Um, and there's just not a lot out there. So the demand is definitely higher than the supply at the moment. Yeah. yeah most um, definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. The multipliers yeah. on like, I mean, PSA tens especially, but yeah, it, it's, it's awesome. Um, so kind of going on that and we got some questions in the chat, but this kind of tie, this question that I have here kind of ties into yeah. some of the questions. And I think it will help answer. What are some of the top tier sets to go after because I think that's one thing that a lot of people are, you know, who are new to soccer cards are kind of confused with. Um, but what are, if you guys could kind of lay out the, the tier list, if you will, uh -huh. of, of soccer card sets. Well, the thing is me and Steve might have a different opinion on this. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, but, that's the thing too, right? Is it's all going to be subjective, but yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I would say all the prism sets, obviously, of like some of the mm -hmm. king sets, but specifically number one would be 2014 World Cup, number two 2018 World Cup prism. I would argue that number three is a Don Rush 2018, and number mm -hmm. four is a 2016 Euro prism. And another one I like is uh, all the tops Chrome, the Champions League, but specifically the 2017. 2017 uh, Champions League. Tops Chrome because it's tops oh. Chrome, and then 2015 Select. That's a major one as well. So that's somewhere in there. And then 2017 Panini Revolution. I've I've seen prices mm -hmm. go up and very stabilized as well. I think mm. those are yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. What about yeah. what about you, uh, Steve? So pretty much. Yeah. I mean, anything that's going to be like a premium type of card gonna have right. some kind of chromium finish uh so you know of course the world cup prism is hot you know it's the first prism out there i have noticed where the 18 cards have really taken off even to the prices yeah. of the 16s and i believe because it's a world cup card as opposed to a euro mm -hmm. card if you look at the Lewandowski's, they're almost the same price in a 2018 yeah uh prism as they are in a 2016 prism Wow. Uh, and I believe it's because of the appeal of the World Cup. Everybody knows what the World Cup is worldwide, right. where uh, the Euro maybe not be a might not be as popular, even though I, that would still be his first Prism card. Um, the tops, the you know, their Bundesliga is exclusive to tops now. So if you're wanting a lot of these young, talented players, uh, a lot of the young guys go through Bundesliga first. It's almost, it almost mm -hmm. feels like a developmental system. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other yeah. than other, I, yeah. I mean, you have Bayern Munich, who's a monster, but yeah. I think as a, the league as an entirety, the quality of the teams isn't as competitive, but the top teams are just dominant, you know, where right. in the premier league, you have a bunch of teams that can beat each other in any given day. Um, Very true. But a lot of young players go through there. So if you're looking for rookie cards, you can get guys like uh, Sancho and um, uh, Reyna and uh, Erling Haaland. All those guys that are hot right now um, are going to come out of the Bundesliga Tops products. Okay. Um, it Tops did have the Premier League, a you know, back in like 2014, 15. So you can mm -hmm. find some Premier League from Tops when they had the license, but. For some reason, those cards don't draw the value, and I think it's because they're just a base cardboard type card, as opposed yeah, to uh, shiny. Yeah, because you can find Harry Kane yeah. rookies. Harry Kane rookies are like in a 2014-15 tops, yeah. like wow. cardboard type card, but the 2016 prism is the one that everybody wants. <laughs> That's so, a very good yeah. point. That's 
And I would say also like a Portuguese league and um, the Netherlands league is also great developmental programs. Right. But but like additionally, the Steve, what he said, those two leagues cannot find as many like great card products unless it make the Champions League. But the Bundesliga, you have right. all sorts of like top chrome. But like he said, there's there's a top Premier League gold out there like from 2013 and Futera, mm -hmm. but nobody yeah. cares. So it, you have to go with the people actually care. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're to your point with that, like, uh, yeah. um, one of the young prospects right now, Joff Felix played in mm -hmm. Portugal yeah. and, um, played for Bonfica or something. I yeah. That was the name of the team. Yeah. They made the champions league. So he does have a top scrum rookie card, but he doesn't have a yeah. card in any other set because the, you know, <laughs> none of the card producers produced that league that exactly. he came out of. Exactly. Um, so he only had a card because they happened to make the Champions League. If they didn't make the Champions League, he still wouldn't have had a card for another year or two. Wow. Yeah. So kind of kind of to yeah. continue with that, what is more popular overall? Is our national are are the national cards, you know, with with the national teams on it more popular than the club cards that the teams, you know, whenever they're wearing their club kits versus national kits? Um, again, uh -huh. I understand, I realize, you know, that this will be also subjective, but generally, yes, yes. generally speaking, what fetches a higher price is, is it the national or the club kits? Uh, Steve, if you want to take these, you go ahead, my man. Okay. Well, because of the licensing was the way that it was, you're really yeah. not seeing many club kits until now. Um, okay. Yeah, the, the 2019, 20 premier league prism set is the first set that you're going to get guys in their premier league, uh, kids, um, guys like, um, you know, Mo Salah, who, yeah. you know, is a big star in Sadio Mane, since we're talking about yeah. Liverpool, but anyway, those guys are going to have their Liverpool kits in this year's premier prism, but every prism card prior to that, like 2018, they're going to be either on Egypt, Senegal, the national teams that they play for because, um, Panini didn't have the rights to release them in their, it, they didn't have the rights to any league, any of the five leagues. So all, going all the way back to 2014 Prism, 15, 16 Select, 17, 18 Select, all everything is all national kits until maybe last year's Nash, last year's Optic product. They acquired the license in late 2018 or early 2019. The license to La Liga, League One, Bundesliga, mm -hmm. Serie A, and Premier League. So that's why those optics cards you're starting to see Juventus kits of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah. Um, because an optic was a back end of the year product. So you didn't see, you didn't get a prism product because they didn't yet have the license. But towards the end of the year, when they're producing optic, they had acquired the license. And that's when Tops had Premier League. They actually traded Tops for the Premier League and Tops took Bundesliga. Wow. That's basically what happened with that. Okay. Uh, they yeah. wanted the Premier League. So when you're looking for a Christian Pulisic Chelsea card, it's going to be yep. a 2019 Prism. Everything prior yeah. to that is going to have him as a Tops card with yes. with, with Dortmund or yep. uh, as a Select uh, with the U.S. national team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I want to add to Steve's point. Steve, he's got like, what do you call it? Great licensing points. But I would say right now, all Champions League, the domestic league games are going on currently. Mm. So so maybe we see a boost in like the yeah. English Premier League, things like that. But wait until summer of 2021 when the Euro and the Olympics and Copa America all take place. Then who knows? Maybe now the national team kits are extremely relevant, like 
Brazil and France. Yeah. Um, um, I'm also wondering if, yeah, if the Premier League Prism is going to see Prism was exclusive to just the Premier League. So mm-hmm. Prism was made in 2019, 2020, but you're not going to see guys like Messi, Ronaldo, Mbappe, Neymar. Yeah. They don't have a 1920 Prism card because it was it was just Premier League. Um, those yeah. guys playing other leagues. Yeah. I'm wondering if going forward that Prism is going to stay exclusive to the Premier League or if they're just going to expand to all the leagues. Um, it, I'm really not sure. It's, and, I, and I do know the license between Tops and Bundesliga was going to run out, I think, in 2020 or 2021. And I wouldn't be surprised if Panini tried to just take it all. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting that Panini has the rights to the premier league, which obviously, as I understand it, is the most prestigious league on the planet, but arguably, and maybe not even arguably, um, Cristiano Ronaldo plays for Juventus, which is in Syria, obviously. And, um, you know, Messi is could potentially sign. We're going to talk about that later. But currently, he's playing, yeah. you know, for Barcelona, which is also not in the Premier League. So, kind of interesting that they you would think they would want the two biggest stars on the planet uh, and be able to license those products to you know. I'm assuming that would sell more cards, but that's super yeah. duper interesting to me. Um, we did have a question here uh, that is mm-hmm. was relevant a couple minutes ago, um, but. What about Stadium Club? I'm assuming we're talking about Top Stadium Club. Um, is that at all um, worth investing in, or is that more for fun for collectors? Well, I mean, Alfonso uh, Davies had that famous 2018 Stadium Club card. So, I mean, if you see MLS products, like like the MLS uh, young players coming up, and like to the Bundesliga or the Premier League, like Miguel Almiron, then maybe Stadium Club is relevant. But I haven't really seen that be too much of a popular product in the other leagues. Maybe Bundesliga might do that. I don't know. I am not like the most versed in terms of the licensing. Steve is a guy in terms of that. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Steve Steve definitely um, knows his stuff with well, the license. Yeah. You know, one example you know. I can use on those stadium club cards and just and the tops Premier Gold, they're right around the same year when they had Premier League, um, going back to like 2015, 16. Um there's a Kevin De Bruyne rookie card in there, and I have them on my eBay watch list, and they're sitting uh-huh. anywhere between thirty and fifty bucks, and they've been sitting uh-huh. on my watch list forever. But if you see a 2016 Prism hit the shelf, yeah. it's going for 125 bucks. Wow! And these tops yeah. and top stadium are just sitting and not even getting bought. Uh, and they and if you look at this Kevin De Bruyne card from the tops Premier, mm-hmm. um, it actually has the rookie card logo on it and everything. Um, wow. it, it's a really nice looking card and he's in his, uh, man city, uh, kit where right. the prism has him in his Belgium kit. So it's a rookie of him and his technically his first yeah. premier league kit. And for some reason it, people don't buy it. Like they do that 2016 <laughs> prism people. I mean, people are nuts for prism, yeah. man. It's, I think that's just kind of the way right now is it is what it is. Um, I've shared my opinions on quite a bit channel and uh, honestly select and both of them, but in terms of investing, if you're trying to go for that August, I think it's a very clearly, uh, it's definitely clearly prism and, you know, 
up uh, or or select. Um, we have a quote here: "As cards are U.S., if if European to get cards, will they just get the stick set of cards?" Um, I know, uh, generally speaking, Americans put the stick. Uh, yeah, Alex European a little bit. Yeah, sorry, Les. It was lagging just a little bit. I was just saying that uh, Americans uh, typically don't like uh, the the stickers, whereas Europeans kind of favor the stickers. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a very interesting like like battle. I don't know <laughs> because. You know, like the way we like cards, even ingrained from the baseball card culture, that's what the European stickers have done since 70s and 80s. And the 1986 World Cup in Mexico, that was like a famous time to get some of the World Cup stickers. So, I mean, who knows? It depends on the European minority population in America. I okay. mean, and plus everybody's trying to get into the soccer cards. If soccer cards is a huge premium above people's budgets, they might have to look for stickers because there's some pretty Ooh. decently priced like world cup stickers and all, all sorts of there's just so much sticker product out there mm -hmm. so much. um yeah and i've kind of discussed this before but there's a yeah. couple things that i think deter people away from the stickers one of them and i'll, I'll just touch on it really quickly is that yeah. stickers have never held value here you know we've always had the sticker mm -hmm. books and they've just never really been valuable it's always been yeah. cards 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 yeah. um also, it, you know, being in a world of, of stuff all about being graded these days, it's tough to buy a sticker in a raw state. Um, stickers are tough grades. They're cut funny. Uh, they can peel yep. all yep. kinds of different things unless you're opening packs yourself, which is something that we don't necessarily do here because they're not common. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, in Europe. In Europe, they know the stickers, and people tend to, you know, they go what they know. It's just easier to go with you with what you know. But I do feel that the popularity of basketball growing worldwide, and the popularity of Prism growing with basketball, is also going to funnel over into now more uh, people worldwide wanting cards, yeah, as opposed to yeah. us changing the stickers. And I think it's going to have a lot to do with the other markets crossing over causing the cards to cross over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to agree. And I think also that what is probably more likely, at least from for Americans, if we get priced out of prisms, if we get priced out of selects and optics, then I think those tops cards and the non, you know, shiny cards basically start to become yeah. a little bit more desirable. And eventually, because we saw it already with basketball, you know, the, Prisms, you get priced out of Prism, then you go to Optic, then you go to Select, and then Hoops. Who would have thought, you know, six yeah. months ago that Hoops cards would be selling for the prices that they are? Um, so I could see that happening here with uh, with soccer cards as well. Um, yeah. So cool. Um, but moving on, I did want to touch because this is kind of an introduction to soccer cards. And really just soccer in general. That's kind of what this video is supposed to be aimed towards. Um, so in your guys' minds, maybe say three to five players who you think are just like locks, good investment, kind of just want to talk about the top guys that you would be investing in. Um, yeah. 
Uh, Steve, if you want to take it again. Um, well, a lot of the guys, unless you got some pockets on you, is going to be a little pricey. Yeah. Um, a lot of the guys that I was really into have even gotten out of the price range of where I want to continue to buy them because, you know, I want to buy them low and flip them. Yep. So yeah. it's tough to buy Lewandowski now when I was buying him for eight bucks and now he's 80 bucks, you know, it's, yeah. do I, th do I think yeah. that card has room to grow? I do. I still think it's a hundred to $120 card, but at an $80 gamble, mm -hmm. you know, it's mm -hmm. not really worth it. So now you're trying to looking for that next tier of players. Um, I still think uh, you can find good uh, Zoltan. Uh, I'm a butcher's last name, but Ibranivovich. Yeah. You're you can still get good deals on his 2016 Prism, and he doesn't have a um, 14 or an 18. So he wasn't in the World Cup in 14 or 18. So that 2016 Prism is his card, and he's one of the best players. And not only that, he's a character. He's outspoken. Um, I think there his cards are. Um, a little underpriced right now. Uh, they had hit. Uh, now, honestly, they had hit the hundred dollar mark, but they've come back down to where they're affordable, and that's because you know soccer is just slowed down temporarily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we've seen what that card can already do. We've already seen that card can go for a hundred to one hundred and twenty bucks. Now you can grab them around fifty uh, raw. Yeah. But you know the potential of the card already. So you already know that, hey, on a popular day, this is a $120 card. So oh, yeah. I think that yeah. it's a pretty safe buy, especially if you want to grade it, because then you're going to even get more money on top of it. Um, so I like him, even though he's up there for in the $50 price range. Uh, some guys I've been buying, um, Antoine Griezmann I've been buying. Um, yeah, I bought a bunch of his. I bought a bunch. You know, I find what I can buy that's cheap because if something goes up in price, then it, it doesn't matter how much it goes up in price as long as you're making something off it. Tiago Silva exactly. is a defensive player who we were talking about earlier. Yep. He just yep. had a transfer. Before he transferred, I didn't know he was transferred. I was buying his his 14 prisms were like 50 cents. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I did. I, I bought I got a whole bunch of stacks of his rolls, and I know he's a defensive player. But he's one of the best defensive players of probably the last 10 or 15 years, I would say. Um, yeah, and he plays for there. Brazil, who's probably a favorite in the World Cup. They're at least going to get some notoriety in the World Cup. Now he's in the yeah. Premier League. And it was a 50-cent card. So if it goes to five bucks, yeah. I'm looking at a good turnover, even yeah. at $5. You know? so yeah. That's the type of stuff. Um, certain players, though, because – everything's going up so quickly. It's hard to just say, Hey guys, go get this player, yeah. which is something that I never exactly. typically like to do anyway. Um, yeah. If I had to say that there was a guy out there that's really got star already has star quality, already has a concrete legacy and he's still underpriced. I would say Zoltan. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say uh, anybody like your established legends or getting ready to retire players, but not quite have done that. Like a Sergio Ramos, when you're if you're talking about defenders and Chiellini for Juventus, he's proved himself there. I mean, yeah. And, and Sergio Ramos, Champions League, I mean, we're, I mean, World Cup champion, Euro champion. He's got all the different you know legacies. So players like this, even Aryan Robin and Frank Ribery for Bayern. I mean, they're 2014 Prism cards, right? If they're three five dollars, this is an excellent margin of safety. You have an excellent legacy. Go look on Soccer Reference. Right now, all these players, Samuel Eto, Didier Drogba, I think 2014 oh, Prism, I'm not, I'm not recommending the 
like the you buy the card but if you look at the set cardboard connection one through 201 mm -hmm. oh these are the type of legends i should get these are the guys with super established resumes oh i've ivory coast player of the year you know african player of the year so you have to think about regional demand you have to think about so many different factors so much, yeah but if you have those legendary players like not necessarily your ronaldinho's but if you have your uh, steven gerrard's frank lampard's these underrated legends well their margin of safety is going to be pretty pretty good right it's going to be a low risk but mm -hmm. just a gradual you know increase so you got to be very very patient but that that honestly that i want to make top five videos like with those type of players yeah right and also, real quick, it, it also yeah. is going to depend on your. It's also going to depend on your length of hold. If length you hold, are yeah. looking for something that you want to buy now and and flip in a couple of weeks or in a month, then you're looking well, at some different. Premier League. You know, you're looking at different. some Premier League stuff. If you're looking to 2022 World Cup, then you could be looking for some of these Argentina players like Mauro Icardi, yeah. um, because Messi may not play, and somebody's going to be out there as the leader of those teams. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Who was the other one? Uh, Dybala. Guy he slipped my head. Dybala, yeah. Yeah. Dybala on Argentina. But yeah, Dybala. That was the other one. Yeah, and he's on Juventus. So, you know, yeah, Dybala is the, another good one. So, yeah, I just think if you're looking for World Cup, then to hold for a year or two, then your your purchases may be completely different than if you're looking for somebody you want to turn in a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so kind of going off that, we were talking about, kind of the top players obviously if you've been following uh soccer at all the last several days all the talk is about uh lionel messi potentially yeah. moving on from barcelona um and that could be yep. huge um the biggest and most predominant uh suitor for him right now that everyone's talking about is manchester city um so what could that do to his potential card prices already and future cards to be printed. Do you think there will be a high demand for if he potentially goes to Man City, his card of him in a Man City kit? I feel like that could be pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good card. Yeah. I'm a most definitely, man. Like you just said, Alex, like if, if the Manchester City, which is, you know, two, three billion dollar value by itself, like Manchester City has diehard fans and then Lionel Messi comes to the Premier League. Oh, imagine all those you know, prison products and all that mm -hmm. for just Lionel Messi. Mm -hmm. And then imagine that he has chances to be more on national TV, NBC Sports in America, right? And internationally as well. Champions League chances, Premier League chances to win those. And plus mm -hmm. Copa America. Because based off his release clause and everything, he would probably leave on a free transfer if that happened in uh, like June, like July or August of 2021. But if they negotiated, it would be more like January of 2021. So you just have to do more research on that. But yeah, yeah very high demand. Yeah, Messi going to somebody like Manchester City would be huge for his cards just because you're in a bigger market. I mean, let's be yeah. honest, La Liga doesn't really even seem like that huge of a market. You're televised more. The fans are going to go crazy. The the soccer hooligans in England yeah. would buy up all of his stuff like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if Prism stays exclusive to Premier League, now you're talking yeah. about his first Prism in a, yeah. in a Premier League kit. Not only 
a first Man yeah. City uniform, but you're talking about a first prism that's not a World Cup. Um, yeah. You're also talking about the players around him, guys. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, Premier League yeah. Soccer Player of the Year, now yeah. playing with Messi. His, yeah. his cards, um, young guys like Phil Foden would benefit from that. Um, mm-hmm. Raheem Sterling's on that team. Sterling, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just it would it all <laughs> everybody on that team would get a boost from Messi oh, going yeah. there. Not just the players, definitely. And their production, yeah. but the players' cards values, because people would just be like, just based around the hype and the fact that they could win uh, the Premier League. Yeah. Also puts that on there, you know. Also puts them in the Champions League, which they were upset this year. You know, they were probably a favorite in that. Um, it would yeah. be crazy. It's kind of like, you know, you got to think of it, it's kind of like Tom Brady going to the Bucks. Like it, that's what I was. Except, except yeah. better. Yeah, that's <laughs> except like the comparison. No, it's better because Messi is an excellent tactical fit for Manchester City. Yeah. So he's perfect place for right wing. That is Pep Guardiola. Pep yeah. Guardiola coached Messi during Messi's prime years when yeah, he scored 70 goals in one season. I mean, it would just be the perfect fit. That is insane. Tag- and Aguero, isn't that his name? Aguero's there. Yeah, too? Aguero. I yeah. Boy, they're like best friends. Yeah, they're like be- they're like homies. Yeah. So yeah. Like he, apparently, apparently Messi's talking to Neymar too to try and get. Yeah, trying oh, to get him to go there. Imagine. And my boy Phil Foden won't get any minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Team Hazenkaya is saying here in chat um, for Barcelona Messi cards, for my Barcelona Messi cards yeah. sake, please stay, Lionel. And then he says, unless you go to Juve, LOL. So that's yeah. actually something uh, that would be awesome for me because obviously I'm a big Juve yeah. slash Ronaldo fan. And yes, how sir. awesome be to see i mean the oh, best yeah. of our generation no, that would be terrible Messi oh. and Ronaldo, yeah yeah same pitch let's get it done let's yeah. get it done that would be sick um you can't do that they're such big rivals there's no way you could put them yeah, on the same exactly. team to coexist that would be like putting michael jordan and carl malone on the same team or magic and bird on the same team <laughs> yeah. you know that would be like <laughs> LeBron and KD, maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, KD and Steph Curry, we saw what happened with that. Everybody booed the crap out of Kevin Durant. <laughs> they, everybody will boo Messi for going to play with Ronaldo I mean, so he can win. It, it's it's going to be awesome and interesting either way. I think uh, overall, if he does go, I mean, I would I would think in my mind that is a win for uh, soccer fans. Obviously not Barcelona fans, but overall, as a sport, that's just awesome. He's finally potentially getting to play in the Premier League. You know, I know that there are some Messi haters that say, oh, well, the only reason he's as prolific of a scorer and player as he is is because he's never done it in the Premier League. No, that's not true. I think all three of us would agree that that is incorrect. But, um, no, I mean, it's it's interesting, man. It's it's like – yeah, it's like Michael Jordan basically leaving in his prime to go play for the Pistons or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's fun stuff. So 2020, 2022 World Cup, obviously on the horizon, and that's kind of where a lot of people are saying the soccer card market is building to. That's kind of where you want to be with your long term, your quote unquote, you know, longer term holds that's where you kind of want to start to sell what do you guys think is going to 
happen with oh. like is, is it still are we still going up because we have some folks in chat saying that you know the prices of prisms have taken a hit um are we in a bubble is it about to pop or is it just the fact that you know champions league just finished up we're in the middle of off season obviously games are going to start up here come next season i think syria starts back up and other leagues will start up as well but are we building to that 2022? Is that going to be the uh, peak, if you will, or or are we in the peak? Do you believe? Just just a obviously you don't none of us know. But what are you yeah. what are you feeling? Oh, Steve, you got it. You got it. Uh, for me, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. First, to, first to address the dip in the soccer market slightly. That is true. I have noticed it. Like I was talking about Ibranivovic prisms earlier, dropping you know from that eighty to one hundred dollar mark to where you can buy them for 50. Uh -huh. It's typical with every sport when there's nothing going on, at least when the hype is over Champions League. You know, this stuff didn't peak until the Champions League because it was the Champions League, and now yeah. everything is dipping a little bit because there's nothing to watch. When the stuff comes back on, there will be a Champions League next year. There will be all kinds of stuff going on. Um, so, again, um, the cards will go back up. I actually look at this right now as an opportunity to buy um, – However, for myself, I don't plan on holding to the World Cup. I do plan on uh, flipping okay. a majority of what I have. Uh, I just don't like to hold. Um, uh, I don't like to hold anything for the length of a year or two, unless it's somebody that I know is like a Hall of Famer or something. Mm -hmm. um, right now, with the soccer market the way that it is, even though guys like Messi and Ronaldo are Hall of Famers. I don't feel as safe holding a Messi card as I do a LeBron card, uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Messi is one of the greats, arguably the greatest ever. You know, people have that argument all the time. But um, but because it is soccer, um, I don't know if this is something that's temporary. I, I think it's long. I think it's going to last longer than, you know, people saying, hey, soccer's taking a dip now. It yeah. will stay hot. I just don't know how hot and I'm not as comfortable, like I said, holding a soccer Hall of Famer as I'm a basketball Hall of Famer. Right. And, right. I, I, you know, that. when you got in for a decent price like I did, I'm willing to take my profits um, sooner than later. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And I want to add to that because. I think, okay, let's look at serious investors in America when we're talking soccer. MLS, we're talking about Will Farrell investing in MLS. We're talking about Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Sierra. I can go on and on and on <laughs> about celebrity investors. So, okay, that tells me if all the successful people, you know, I wanna, want to buy into the MLS because the MLS is a healthy business right now. Okay, it's got a great opportunity to grow then. And we've seen the growing demand go up and up each year. So... I would say potentially, you know, a messy card could be very valuable in the future. But I don't know what the soccer card or sports card market will do. Right. So in that right, I don't know. But let's assume it does, like, like just kind of tailor off after after the World Cup. But what if it's still a pretty valuable, like 2014 Prism and all that? What if it's still pretty valuable? Maybe I want to hold like some of those blue chips. But some of these, you know, modern unsure players like a Foden, Alfonso Davies. I want to take my profits there if I can two X and play that doubles game, which a lot of successful people do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've, it's been very, I've st stated it quite a few times. I'm perfectly fine with two X. I would always, yeah. always, always <laughs> sell a day early 
than a day late. It's yep. very rare that you yep. hit that peak. You know, you if if you're that person who who sells at the very most expensive point, that's going to happen maybe once in your entire <laughs> in your entire life. But yep. uh, quite often, you're going to be either right before or right after. And I would be nine, 10 times out of ten, rather be right before. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you look at soccer as a whole, I mean, it blew up so quickly that there was bound to be some yeah. sort of, um, you know, recoil. Correction. You know what I mean? It just, yeah. it, it, you know, when you see a $25 card going from $25 to $400 in four days, there's going to be a bounce back. That card is not going to hold that high. Um, when you see the Messi and Ronaldo is going from $500 to $4,000 in a PSA 10, in a matter of a week, there's going to be a recoil. But are they coming back down to $400? They're not. They're coming back down yeah. to $2,000, $2,500. And that's with an offseason going on. They're not coming back down to, to, to starting levels. Um, and that happens. That doesn't necessarily – I mean, that happens with everything, especially yeah. players. You know, in the NBA, it may not happen with the NBA market as a whole, but it happens with individual players. If somebody has a week where they just – boom go through the roof they they yeah. come back down mm-hmm. yeah they never come back down to where they started right. but they always come right back down so you can relate these players in soccer to some of your top players in in basketball and you can see the same trends so it doesn't mean the soccer market is cr- if you're saying the soccer mar- soccer market is going to crash and you're saying the basketball market's going to crash because the trends are the same yeah. um yeah so i yeah i personally think soccer is going to hold quite a bit of value and still going to grow just like I think basketball will also. Uh, and the market as a whole, the the soccer has become part of the market and the market as a whole is, is not finished right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want to add real quick, my bad is, you know, soccer does have that long-term future as well. So, I mean, it's very important to talk about asset classes when you're talking about, do I want to hold until the world cup 2022 or even the 2026 United States world's cup, which could be a big draw. You know I mean? So it's like slots on Ibrahimovic and Neymar versus some of these younger players. I mean, that's really, I mean, that's a key thing. I mean, that really is. So, yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I think it's probably just a correction. I don't think we're. Yeah. I mean, corrections are very positive for yeah, a long term I mean, market, stock market, everything. Yeah, in any market, exactly. It's a good time, too, because that means it's a buyer's market. And that was kind of the next thing I had here is. I mean, do you guys think it is a buyer's market right now with it being kind of, you know, the Champions League just got finished. We're kind of in between seasons right here. Um, you know, we always, you know, me me and uh, Brandon were talking. There is kind of no stop to to the soccer world. To the, the They just basically play all year. But right now we are in an interesting time where there's not many games being played and a lot of the leagues are about to start back up. But um, – I definitely, I believe it is a buyer's market. What do you guys think? Um, I think very possibly, but it depends on your budgets, right? So you oh, have to make sure, feed your family first, make sure, pay off all your, you know, loan debts and things of this nature, you know, all, all of that, get your funds straight. And then after that, yeah, potentially, so if you have $100, you know, a week to spend, then you get some pretty cool cars, like we're talking about UEFA Showcase and Stadium Club and all this, so there's... Like still possibilities. Who knows if those car prices will go up, but at least at lower entry points. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. What about you, Steve? You believe, I mean, you kind of just said it, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, like with me, I never specifically say, hey, it's a seller or a buyer's market because I believe okay. they can coexist. Yeah, um, that's true. Because I believe that there's some cards that are worth buying and there's lots of cards that you should sell now. So to say it's sell, 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 or buy, 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 um, I'm selling and I'm buying. So right now, if we're just particular, we're just talking about soccer, uh, I like the buy in soccer. I'm buying. Um, and I'm buying for a lot more than what I was buying when I started. You know, I didn't quit buying because stuff went up. Um, in my most recent video, I showed where I was buying Lewandowski prisms for eight, eight bucks a piece, and I'm still buying them at 60. Yeah. So even though they've gone up, just because I still believe that card is um, really can't get much lower, but it still has room to grow. So I feel like it's a buyer's market still in soccer yeah and um of course and it's a seller's market in i think seller's market kind of pertains to an individual card and not just a um not just a market as a whole okay yeah i mean that makes sense um so another thing that i wanted to talk about was just the the, the popularity of some of these players i mean you could you could look at some guys that aren't even really superstars in in soccer i mean guys that are you know by no means at the level of even the second tier superstars you check them out on instagram on you know other social media platforms they have so much reach and so much social media following it's absolutely ridiculous um i don't know if you guys want to talk about that in our if you would want to even talk about it, but Instagram following is yeah. something that I like to follow just because, you know, we think as Americans, who's the most popular athlete in America, in my opinion, the guy I always think of is, is LeBron James, right? That's yeah. LeBron. He's got about, I believe 84 millions uh, followers on Instagram. I could be off, but last time I checked. And then you look at a guy like Ronaldo he has other than Instagram itself, like the Instagram account, he has like 250 million uh, followers. So, and then you look at other guys that are kind of not even superstars, like on, on Juventus, Quadrado, he, he's a midfielder. Um, he's pretty good, but he's, you know, he's not by no means at the level of Ronaldo or even LeBron James, but he's still got 5 million subscribers. Yeah. Our followers, rather. Um, and you compare that to, like, role player on basketball, they might have, like, 100,000 on a good day. Um, I don't know. What you got, what, do you, what are you guys' thoughts about that? And do you think that actually plays a role in all of this, in the sports card market? Uh, I don't know, Steve. You want me to take it first or you take it first? I don't know. I'll go because I don't really have a whole lot to say. Okay. I'm not the biggest social media person, to be honest. Um I don't have a Twitter. I barely use my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would be curious to know, though, because I do think pop, popularity, social media does play into it to an extent. There's no denying that. But I would be curious to know what percentage of these social media followers are actually people that are in the card investing and stuff like that. How many are fans of them of soccer and how many of Ronaldo's subscribers or followers are girls who think he's hot, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So to be honest, 
how many of the how many of the followers are actually people who are card investors or people that are, are willing to pump out big money for a card? Um, you know, that, that's just something I would be curious to know, because when you have that many followers, it's going to be pretty diverse. And uh, yeah, I would think in LeBron's followers, I think, are going to be a majority of people who love basketball, like the team that he plays for and is going to be in some sort of sports card investing where I think. A Ronaldo would have some would be a little bit more diverse, I think, in his the amount of followers that he has, even though they're both super popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to say real quick, like I, I do agree. Like the you have to think about the percentage. Like eight million Quadrado followers. How many of those people are really soccer card investors? Not too many. But my point is, if if you're have such a big following, like Ronaldo <laughs> or messier like you have like 200 million instagram followers and and let alone your highlights on youtube have 30 to 60 million mm -hmm. there's got to be at least some sort of soccer card slash sports card attention yeah you know what i mean it, yeah. it, we have we have a question here you know team hazakia says uh followers equals buyers question mark um i don't think it's a direct correlation necessarily right obviously but i know personally guys i've been investing in i will hit that notification on the espn app so anytime they score a goal or uh, have a big play you know i'll get notified or i also did go out and follow a lot of the guys who i'm investing in in all sports um 2014 and 2018 world cup prism 2016 euro prism and then donris if you guys want to talk about that so we're talking about supply and demand on the uh, soccer prism print runs or over the years as in comparison to basketball, maybe. Yeah. You, yeah. You I, I didn't get the full question cause you were cutting yeah. out on us. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. That's the gist. Okay. All right. Oh, you got it. You well, got it, my man. Um, so of course, prism print runs across the board in all sports have probably gone up over the years. Yeah. Um, that 2014 set, you do see a lot of them out there. Um, I don't think the print run was too high because, I mean, it, it was soccer and not a sport that's considered – would have been considered to be one of the main four. I mean, to be realistic, up until this point here in the States, the main four have been football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. So soccer was always an afterthought. Um, and also, because it was an afterthought, how many of these cards um, – were left in good condition. How many of these cards were bought and chunked or, you know, oh, you got a messy card, throw it up on the counter or anything like that. You'll, you'll see these cards are very condition sensitive. That's why mm -hmm. the grades um, draw a premium. If you look at, and we were talking about grading earlier and we're talking about not being much on the market. Well, there isn't much on the market of today's superstars and second tier guys. There is quite a bit of submissions out there on Messi and Ronaldo just because they were goats. And when you look at the PSA um, uh, ratio rates on a 10 for a Ronaldo, it's really low. I can't give you the exact numbers, but I know I looked at it and I was like, man, it's hard. It's it's hard to submit a Ronaldo to PSA 10 and get a 10. Um, mm -hmm. So even if there's a lot of them out there, it's how many of them out there are still around? How many have been trashed? And the ones that are actually out there, how many of them are still in what I would consider to be even decent condition as an eight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's very true. And I've, 
I've seen that the same thing as well, Steve, like the, the gym men rates and all those rates for 2014, it's a lot more difficult via 2018. And also, you know, when you're selling on eBay, it just feels easier to get rid of some sort of like 2014 prism than like a, like a 2018 prism. Yeah. I don't know the exact print runs, but I've heard it was a 2014 prism and like around a hundred thousand or a, a bit more than that. I have no idea. But I mean, I mean, if that's the case, that's very a small comparison mm -hmm. compared to NBA 2018 person like for basketball. So I don't know that, that I really feel like the 2014 person, because through Panini's perspective, no way they're thinking we should produce millions of these cards mm -hmm. because they would just have it would just be oversaturated at that time. You know? Yeah. And it's really the retail market right now that's driving these print runs because um, yeah. retail Retail never even hits the shelves. If it does hit the shelves, it's sold out. It's Man. not necessarily hobby product that's being uh, mass produced. If you look at the select, the print runs on select, which is hobby only, has a nice print run. It's a nice card, mm -hmm. in my opinion. It should be the card that should be the chase card. Yeah, because uh, Prism and Optic now has not only has it been mass produced because of retail, the quality control has gone the crap, for lack of a better term, because they just pump it out so quick that you're getting off-centered cards. You know, you buy a pack of Prism, you're happy that you pull a Zion and the thing's looking at you 70-30. You're like, yeah, this, how am I going to move this to? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 It, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I'll. It, it's going to be really interesting to see how Panini reacts because, yeah, like you said, I can't find any sports. Like, I mean, yeah. sports cards. I just went to Target just a few days ago to look you know, weekly, uh, you know, retail hunt or whatever. And, uh, literally they had Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon magic, the gathering stacked. I mean, you, yeah. you could buy for days. I look at sports cards, nothing. There was the tops max attack or whatever for soccer. I bought a couple of those and, um, just, just cause I needed to, you know, to crack some, crack some wax, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, man, it's it'll be interesting though to see how Panini and Tops really, if they start to print more, I'm sure they will. Um, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a business. They're going to do what they got to do to yeah, make yeah. money. Hopefully, it doesn't Definitely. flood the market too much. Uh, grading is going to still keep cards valuable just just because the quality control is terrible. Getting a PSA nine and a ten nowadays is even though you're pulling a chromium card fresh out of a pack. You better look that thing over. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. And um, so that's, of course, interesting. We have no control over that, though, like l none. So it's it's important to kind of take the print run numbers with a grain of salt because we literally can't affect it at all. Um, but so we've talked a lot about, every, I mean, basically as much as I can think of. Um, yeah. Except for strategy, one thing I wanted to touch on here as we come towards the end of the episode is what is your guys's current what is your guys' current strategy on buying selling uh, soccer cards? Because it it as a new as it coming in fresh new from other markets from basketball from baseball, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, you guys have any like tips for new soccer card uh, collectors or investors? Um, just take trips to the trade, anything like that. 
Um, I mean, based off my experience from you know selling soccer cars, and I've just recently started doing that because I've done basketball cars before. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean, there's a there's a lot of liquid out there, but my philosophy is it's a devil's game because valuetainment, Warren Buffett, Ray Dalio, every mm -hmm. successful person is trying to play a devil's game. How can you turn one dollar into two, two dollars into four, so on, so on? And maybe that could be buying a raw prism card on a player you think you'll who'll spike up in price for whatever reason if he's a yeah. young promising player or you can take the other route buying a blue chip player like i don't know didier drogba or somebody like that and just and just waiting a while right until he he becomes somewhat relevant or andre perlo because he's coaching juventus now i mean there's a bunch of ways to do it in terms of buying maybe have a watch list of five to twelve players because that's similarly yeah. to the stock market i don't know and Maybe so a couple brands you like and just study, study, maybe one month for longer, right? So yeah. you, a lot of a lot of research, a lot of education, and you just have to, you know, listen to yourself as well. Because Absolutely. you can hear a lot of top five out there and everything like this, right? Even though those are fun to watch. Yeah. But it's but it's like if you if you get on Antoine Griezmann and and Ronald Coleman makes Griezmann a striker and he plays phenomenal. Okay, now all those prices can potentially go up to X. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I definitely think all those are great, great things to take into consideration. The biggest takeaway from that is trust yourself. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. I make. Do I make top five videos? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I put a lot of time and effort into doing my. Uh, you know, my due diligence and trying to figure out what is the best buys at, at the time of the video. Absolutely. But it is all opinion based, you know, and it, it is, they're fun. They're fun to watch top 10, you know, places to eat. It could be whatever. It could be whatever, but they're, they are fun, but definitely, definitely do your own research. That is in my opinion, the most important thing. Uh, watch, watch videos highlight videos you know goals and skills videos are a great way to really see what a player has to offer um obviously watching full games doesn't hurt either yeah, yeah, yeah. um but what about you steve what do you think are some kind of entry-level tips and tricks into getting to, into soccer cards um you definitely want to learn your leagues you want to do your own research. Don't just come on here and listen to, to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm still learning me. I'm still learning. So I'm not an expert and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a investment specialist or anything. I go with my gut a lot. I just do a lot of research. Um, I, I get in low risk. Uh, that's, that's always huge for me. Um, it's tough right now with a lot of the soccer cards really, spiking up to where they could potentially be overpriced at the moment. They are coming back down a little bit. So I do see a buyer's window. If you're going to buy these prism cards, look for lots. Um, I know it might cost you a little bit of money out of the pocket because you're buying six cards as opposed to one. Most of the time when you're buying a single, there's something wrong with it. Um, I bought lots of Lewandowski prisms. Like I said earlier, lots and lots of lots, if that makes sense. So I bought <laughs> yeah, them in singles yeah, yeah. and I bought them in lots. So, like <laughs> but when I buy a lot of six, I tend to at least get you know three or four good ones that I can submit. Any card that I can submit is always going to make my money back for me. Um, yeah. If I buy one bad card that's unsubmittable, that's pretty much a, a purchase I made that I can't really turn unless I put it back on eBay raw and disclose what's wrong with it. 
And yeah. a lot of times I don't no. even like to sell a card if I have to disclose a defect. Yeah. I just take it as a loss. So if I can buy four, if I can get four out of a six card lot, that's good. Mm -hmm. One graded Lewandowski 10 is going to pay for my six card lot. So even though I get two bad ones, it's fine. I'm going to cover it. Um, so looking at lots, especially um, also buying from overseas. Don't be afraid to buy from overseas. You can get them cheaper. Uh, people yeah. in the U.S. want to pay more money for stuff coming from the U.S. because they're going to yeah. get it quicker. If you can be patient and wait two weeks, sometimes even a month for your um, purchase to get to you, wait it out because you can you can watch an auction ending from Mobile, Alabama, and you can watch an auction ending from Taiwan. Yeah. And this auction here might go for double the price of this one. And that's yeah. because these people want their cards in three days. Over here, I'm going to, I won't mind waiting and getting those cards a little bit later. I'll take those good deals all day. Um, so lots, don't be afraid to buy from overseas. Um, yeah, that that's yeah. super true. And they, yeah, they tend to go for less. And I actually just bought some, and this will be in a mail day coming up here whenever I get it. I don't know when I'm going to get it, but I bought two lots. Brandon, I actually sent you the photo. Yes, yes. Um, I snagged yeah. some lots of some Ronaldo. Uh, yeah just some Donruss. And then I think they had some optics in there as well, but like the price of an optic Ronaldo is like $60. And I got this entire eight card lot for what, what was it like 60 or 70? I think you said 60. So yeah, yeah. Right off the rip. As long as that Ronaldo optic is in fair shape in good shape, mm -hmm. you know, that already makes my money back if I want to sell it when I get it. But, um, yeah, buying over that's a that's a crucial point I think. Yeah, buying overseas, don't is. I mean, you do have to, you know. But I will say be wary cuz I've been doing the yeah, Facebook deals cuz <laughs> I get my I get my card in the envelope, no penny sleeve, no nothing. Oh, right? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? But mo but most of the time they are pretty fair though. That that kind of comes I think that just comes with the territory of buying sports cards online. Yeah. You're going to have it doesn't it yes, it could happen from a foreign seller. But that's happened to me from, you know, like, oh, yeah, like Steve said, somebody from the States yeah. that, that can that can happen. You have um, careless sellers all over the all over the world. So um, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. But yeah, being patient definitely can pay off because I think I got yeah. an absolute steal on that lot on that Ronaldo. And, lot. Yeah. And also look for the players yeah. that are always going to have a market, whether it be the national or yeah, their team true. that they play for U.S. players, whether they're really good or, or not so good. We'll have some sort of market. Um, mm -hmm. I've been going back yeah. and buying cheap 2014 prisms of Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey for a dollar yeah, right. fifty cents, yeah. just because they're U.S. guys. And you know, when soccer takes off, especially if somebody like Christian Pulisic gets it gets it yeah. going here again, um, people are going to look back and say, "Who have been some of the better U.S. players in the past? Not necessarily no. the greatest players in the past, but who specifically was good for the U.S." Um, because the mar you've seen how the U.S. can drive the market of a player. We've seen it happen with Pulisic. He's oh, getting sure. Messi and Ronaldo prices just because he's from the United States. So yeah, if you can man. buy a dollar 2014 Landon Donovan, who's I think he's actually coaching in Major League Soccer. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it'd be a $10, $15 card. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if something like that mm -hmm. was to happen. Yeah, and um, obviously we were talking about before we went on, uh, Weston McKinney, uh, first American yeah. ever to sign with Juventus. So wow. um, that's yeah. really cool. So that's obviously a guy I've 
I've been following, I know I follow a YouTuber who is all about Juventus and uh, he didn't even know who Weston McKinney was. Oh, wow. Before, like before True. a couple of days ago. So it, it's just that kind of plays into the whole, you know, there's a lot of players. There's a lot more players than any other American league or any American sport. So always be on the lookout. Um, do your research, I would say. Yes. That's the most important thing. I, I would definitely say that's the most important thing. Um, but, yeah, guys, this has been hour and five minutes. We've been going strong. Um, we can answer. Let's do three questions. If if chat has three questions for us, right. if not, we'll call it a podcast. We'll call it an episode, and we will uh, see you next time. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you guys want to say where people can check out your content and check out your other social medias, Brandon, if you want to start that off. Oh yeah. And look at my name, Brandon Chong. I'm on YouTube. I do the soccer card videos, podcast, vlog. I'm trying to get that in the works and in a Instagram and TikTok again at the Brandon Chung, all lowercase. Yeah. I, I just try to have fun with it. I try to give people good advice, blue chip yes, cards, all of that. Yep. Yep. Steve? Yeah, just flipping Steve, like you see, plain and simple. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, I just got the channel. Oh, I'm finally approaching a thousand subscribers. Yeah, so that's well, pretty congratulations. cool. Um, yeah, let's get him to hopefully a thousand. Hopefully it comes within a week or so. Yeah. I have a nice giveaway I'm ready to do for it. Absolutely. I'm always trying to give back yeah. to my supporters because I do really appreciate it. Um, whether or not they get some education or to get some entertainment, you know. Awesome. I've loosened up on camera to where I'll act stupid to just to try to get somebody to laugh at me from now and then. I remember when I was a jabroni sitting there hitting pause on my camera for 20 straight minutes because I didn't even know how to start my video up because I was scared with my introduction. But um, so it's become fun. And I just and I just talk about what I'm doing, basically. You know, I don't tell people what to do and I just show them what I'm buying, what I'm selling. Um a little bit of everything, all the sports, even golf, even tennis, you know, whatever. Um and I'm just having fun with it right now. So, yeah, as long as it lasts, as, as long as it stays fun to me, that's what I'll continue to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys should all go check their channels out. Tab on over. The links are in the description already, so you guys can tab on over. Hit that subscribe button because they both put out uh, very interesting content. Um, so check them both out. We do have three questions here. Uh, Gaming, jo Gaming God LJ asks, what do you think – about going to FIFA and checking out who the best potential for soccer. You mean the game? Yeah. Into the game. Yep, yeah, a lot of people do that. Yep. A lot of people. Legit. Yep. I hadn't even that's thought the thing. of that. That's the thing. That's you, so go to, cool. you go to footwiz.com, career mode, and you can see all the wonder kids and the hidden gems. Okay. Yep. That's, that's legit. I hadn't even – that is hilarious. Mm -hmm. And that's – I mean, I assume, you know, Madden – I'm sure FIFA does the same thing, but Madden hires people to go and scout them, and then they come back with their, you know, stats and their their grades and everything. Um, and yeah. then we have another one here. Uh, we have uh, which card should we get graded, base, numbered, or inserts? Oh, okay. um, uh, that's very tough. I mean, uh, it really depends on players and brands, and I don't know. I would say most important thing about getting graded is make sure that it's in good shape. Yeah, that that's the number uh, one, honestly. And make sure that you know it's if you're going to PSA that it's like at least a twenty five dollar card. <laughs> yeah, uh, to touch on that real quick is 
um, what drives the um, value of a base card? Because a base card is pretty common, uh, especially with print runs. So what drives the value of a base card is going to be putting a slab on it. It's going to add a rarity level to it. It's going to add a pop report to it. Um, yeah. Where uh, an insert already has a serial number on it, that's going to give somebody a rarity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I feel like the multiplier you get on a base card tends to uh, exceed the multiplier that you're going to get on a number card. Mm -hmm. um, Definitely. Because the number card has already got some kind of rarity and a number card more than likely is going to be something that a collector is, is shooting to buy or a base card yeah. is going to be something that an investor is looking right. to buy. Very um, exactly. Because, you know, who, if someone has a base rookie of Jason Tatum in their collection, but they're just a collector, not an investor, how many bases yeah. rookie cards do you need of Jason Tatum? You would like a numbered card of him next, yeah. you know. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So is it parallel or inserts? And inserts, um, they've been starting to pick up in other sports. Yeah, they've started to pick up some because base cards, because base cards have gotten really expensive. Uh, so I think yep. price of base cards is pulling up inserts. If you can't get a, you know, if you can't get a Luca second year silver prism, but you can get a optic height, uh, optic my house, you know, that looks cool. It's all coming down to what really looks cool. If an insert looks like crap, it's probably not going to be very valuable. But if an insert, <laughs> yeah. looks, awesome, if an yeah. insert looks awesome, like some of those stained glass cards or those my house or those comic book cards. Yeah. Oh my God. The just, yeah. They just are collectible because <laughs> yeah. they look really good. You know, to be honest, they're aesthetically mm -hmm. appealing and that's what's making no people doubt. buy them. Yeah, I, I agree. And it I think it, I think it, yeah, comes down. I think that's a really good point about, um, bait, you know, base versus numbered, um, because numbered already has kind of a, you know, a number to it. <laughs> um, yeah. right, last question here. Um, sorry guys. We just, you know, we're, we're running over on time here, but, uh, E-Man asks, how do players are here? No, here it was explain what makes defensive players good. Um, a lot of I things. I assume if, if I take this into sports car, you know, the actual card, flipping aspect of it like what makes them investable oh what makes the defensive player investable well most likely like like i just like uh sergio ramos your you know Kalini, virgil van dyke now yeah. a lot of people of uh, champions league uh, high accolade you know the center back they've got to be very large frame still excellent footwork still have you know nowadays a lot of the defensive lines for soccer they pass it high up to the midfield to the attacker. So, mm -hmm. and, and especially with the fullbacks, because Jurgen Klopp for Liverpool, he made a gag impressing, uh, popularized our all around soccer. So left back and uh, right back, that's why they're so high in price now, because they go up the pitch to the, you know, the opposing third, and they play a lot of attacking over there. Alfonso Davies, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. Right. So, this, so fullbacks will probably be more popular because they are super offensive, but defensive players, I mean, don't sleep. Speed. <laughs> speed is what makes a defensive be player good because if you don't have that speed, you can't get up the field and play attacking. Yeah. Well, not uh, necessarily. Father Davies center, runs like a cheetah, so he can get up the field. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And not, so all, he has not a lot only more to speed. offer than just being your traditional defensive back. And, yeah. you know, then you got guys that are just greats who may someday, if you're talking from an investing standpoint, yeah, like, yeah. like a Tiago Silva, um, Strictly a defensive type guy, but one of the better, you know, of, of the last 15 years. That's what I've read up on him. I haven't done a lot of research on 
uh, on defensive players when it comes to being technical and things like Brandon, that's just not my gig. I'm more into the soccer, uh, to be honest for the investment. Um, he loves the sport, you know, before it was popular, I started loving the sport because I wanted to become an investor and the, yeah. and the investment actually made me like it. You know, I, yeah. I, the investing in it made me realize what I was missing out on yeah. as opposed to already liking it and then becoming an investor. Right. I was an investor. Then I was like, yeah. wait a minute, this is actually pretty cool. As opposed yeah, to somebody yeah. who was like, man, soccer's awesome. I'm going to invest. Yeah. That's partially true for me too. I definitely thought about it from an investing point. And now that my, my three-year-old loves playing, uh, as she calls kickball, but we kicked the soccer ball around and that's made me want to get into it more and kind of like actually learn how to kick the ball around a little bit. So I don't look like a, a doofus out there, but, um, and then obviously the investing part, I'm already doing baseball and basketball, so might as well yeah. uh, strike why the iron is hot as they say, but yeah, guys, this has been fun. Um, you know, yeah. you guys are two of, in my opinion, you know, the more knowledgeable guys um, in the soccer card, uh, you know, area. Um, so I appreciate you guys both coming on again. Brandon Chung, go subscribe to his channel. Flipping Steve, go subscribe to his channel. If you're not yet subscribed here on my channel, Les Alex, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Get in that comment section. Well, yeah, yeah Focal Media. Yeah. Focalmedia.com. That's my website. That's right. Brandon's wrote an article. Flipping Steve, so, maybe one day we'll get his knowledge dropped on the, on the website. Um, but thank you everybody for watching. If you're listening, make sure to give this a five-star review on all the podcast apps. And if you really, really want to help uh the content out, check out the Patreon over there at patreon.com slash less Alex. Um great way to just support the content but yeah everybody thank you so much for watching hope you guys enjoyed this soccer card special of the less alex podcast um it was awesome thanks to everybody in chat asking questions i know we didn't get to get to all of them but um we might be able to do this more um as long as these guys will be on the show um but yeah thanks everybody so so much and until next time Keep cracking packs. Keep collecting. I'll see you all in the next one.